Hey folks, it's Marvin Cash, the host of the Articulate Flower, back with another East Tennessee Fishing Report with Ellis Ward. How you doing, Ellis? Doing good, Marv. How are you? As always, I'm just trying to stay out of trouble, and uh, we were talking before we started recording, we're starting to head into that funky shoulder season, right? Yeah. the One of the main tells, here at least, is the, the bugs, and... You know, we were we're past the big sulfurs, um, smaller sulfurs, PMDs, all, all variety of yellow bugs and um, and caddis and and you know all those bugs still kind of hang around for a little bit, but you just you pop the rocks over in some of these sections that are crawling on you know South Holston with. A lot of the the mayfly nymphs and Watago with with both uh, mayfly the you know the bigger ones um, down to the to the we can't tie on a hook that small um, blue wings and and midges it's just movement and there is there's much less of that now and you're you know you're seeing the caddis forming their little see in the spring um their cases but it's you know some of these afternoons that would otherwise two or three weeks ago be very very buggy um aren't very buggy at all and fewer risers you know that's what that means but they're they're still very much eating so uh, on the bug front and and this is something that the, the whole pickup rocks thing I don't think should be discounted, especially on these waters, because you have these significant changes. You can fish your 20 or 18 Rainbow Warrior and 22, 24 Zebra Midge and catch fish all year. Um, but it's very interesting to, in the same section, if, you know, if you're here a couple of times, if you're local, but just pick up the rocks and look at what's going on. And um, some of the sections, on both rivers are just when you pick up the rocks with some vegetation on it, it's the whole thing's moving with scuds and those sort of change color and size throughout the year. Um, but you know, something to take note of when there's less of other food in the system. And then on the lower end and more for the, the bait fish and, and streamer, um, type imitations you'll still see you know minnows but you're we're working with with less of the balls of shad moving up in that that are are present you know april may early june and you know fish have fish have been pressured all summer it's we're we're right in the on the the cusp of you know, school year starting, there's, you know, some, some of the um, travel just to travel versus travel for fishing. That travel just to travel is coming to an end for at least a little bit. And that's, it's taken a lot of pressure off the rivers, but we are still at the tail end of, of getting hit pretty hard um, with the, the quote unquote peak season. So we're in some 
significant rain after low water and and even in the tailwater environment we're dealing with a little bit of the either super low and clear or this is the the tailwater version super low and also muddy just because you're getting all the tributaries pushing a bunch of mud in um i appreciate the cool down and i will not make any other weather predictions beyond uh it, it's it's still going to be warm for a little while yeah no first snowfall nothing like that no we're gonna we're gonna rest on that for right now <laughs> it's important to stay in your lane right <laughs> yes yes that's not mine <laughs> yeah so and uh, with tremendous trepidation i have a question for you uh, uh yes that uh, that cody sent in and uh you know this is going to be like flipping the lid off the ark of the covenant for you um, yeah, it's, uh, he wants to know the best line to leader to fly set up to fish unweighted streamers. Yeah. <laughs> um, I'm not sure if I should start off with just like a, a quick answer or, or something redundant and, and guide speaky like. Well, you know, it depends on and and sort of cover every single base with one blanket. Um, do whatever works for you. So I will say that's the most important part. Um, now I'm just going to simplify, which is if I stop talking, it's because something in me shut down because it's really hard to simplify. But I'm going to go with. The Rio outbound short six weight line on a seven, on a fast seven, or even an eight. 30 pound, a foot of 30 pound mono. And a foot and a half to two feet, a 16 pound fluoro. Do I have to choose a fly? Uh, no, we'll just say, and then you end it with a loop knot. How about that? End it with a loop knot. Yeah. And, and so just for folks to understand, let's kind of back up to the to the yep. line, right? And because so that Rio line has got a short, heavy head, which is really good for turning over big stuff, right? Yeah. And this is line is something that I I really do want to personally i i I've, i of course want to be fishing what i think is the best and, and and as a a guide and a a purveyor of a specific type of product which is you know you, most folks coming to me are are coming to streamer fish and, and a lot of folks are coming to learn and so i have i have a lot of line rod configurations and the the sinking line you are casting so much and you're you're casting this isn't dry line i mean i I go through i gotta think five to ten times as many lines as most guides who aren't doing this type of fishing in particular because you're stripping line all over the boat it's sinking so you're getting it hung up um you're chucking stuff in bad places so you're getting snagged 
stretching out, it's getting nicks. And so a lot of what I look for, I mean, if it's, if everything's great and it breaks pretty easily, it's, I'm out. That's, it's as simple as that. Um, but then you start to get into the, the stickiness and, and a bunch of other, um, you know, does it, does it not, does it do knots come undone? Does it collect dirt quickly? Uh, what's, what's the peak dirt collection? Um, you know, after you clean it, does, does it shoot well? How does it load? What does it feel like on a seven? What does it feel like on an eight? So with the six weight underlining some of these rods, there's still enough weight on those intermediate three, five and intermediate five, seven, there's still plenty of weight to load those rods. And it gives you the benefit. I, I've been fishing more in, in the, the upper sections of the water column. So I'm not really dredging and it gives you the benefit of being able to pick up out of the water and recast a little faster. And it also gives you accuracy because once you get used to that configuration, um, you're able to control. It, it, it's just a little less floppy. So you're, you're going away from that um, casting a ball and chain. And, and when you drop down, instead of going up and overlining, which I had done initially years ago, first getting into this of, you know, just, big heavy get down when you start going under um you just you get a lot more control and the entirety of that line isn't you know there's there's simply less mass even if it's at the same depth there's less mass there so the pickup is extraordinarily i mean there, there is a big difference between going with a six on an eight and going with an eight on an eight and, and, and it'll load the rod just as well. But while you're wade fishing, while you're fishing from a boat, those, your shots, wade fishing, you're doing it a lot. Line is everywhere. Um, and then from the boat, same deal. Pickup can be, um, you know, critical in, in both circumstances, but from the boat, you, that's it. Your, your shots there and gone. And, you know, I, I, I talk a lot about better shots, not more shots. Um, so really anything you can do over the course of the day to reduce fatigue and, um, and just keep, keep staying consistent and, and getting your shots in. Um, and one of those things I've found is, is one of a line that, performs doesn't break and does all the the things that i like and um yeah definitely definitely underlining but um at a minimum not not overlining um so that's it for the line yeah so i mean i guess what i would say right is and what we're really saying particularly when you're fishing from a boat is if you're not burning you know 10 yards floating roll line pickuping to get that line up to the top to then cast it. You basically, you're doubling your ability. You get twice as many shots if you want to take them. Yeah. And since I'll, I'll, I'll stand by the fact that brown trout are, are hunting for stomachs, um, not heads and not tails. 
I like keeping things a little higher in the water column. Yeah. And then, you know, then let's get to the leader design, right? And, you know, why don't we just start with like why using shorter, less tapered leaders for fishing and streamers is better anyway? Yeah. So if you think about it, you're casting something, it's, it's, I don't want to say it's not fly casting because it very much is. It's just different nymphing and and uh casting with split shot on a light you know let's say four weight that's a very different cast than a 60 foot delicate presentation with a 12 foot um dry leader so they're all fly casting it's just you you have to adjust what you're doing and the the streamer fishing Leader configuration is is one. It does not need to be long. Um, line spook doesn't necessarily exist. I don't know why I say necessarily because it's that's that's when you when you're fishing something that is significantly bigger than your line. Um, you don't need to worry about line spook. It's it's what what is going on at the terminal end that. That's the only thing that is concerning to the fish. Um, what you do need to be concerned with is being able to get your fly out of bad situations, which you need to put them in in order to catch nice fish. And sometimes, some days, in order to catch any fish, they have to be in spooky places and you're going to get hung up. We lose flies. I I tie all the time. If I boxed up the the streamers that I just run through on my boat because we donate three, four, five every single trip, I mean, it, I, I would have multiple fly shops worth of just just three to four inch streamers. Um, so you need to think about basically maximizing what you can pull on for for sticks trees etc but also recognizing that you're going to need to break them off so if you're in fast current um you get something hung up or casting backwards and it's upstream you can't get it you have to break it off and some of these lines when you start getting up in the eight nine weight you know that that core can be up to 50 pounds most are 20 25 but you add in line stretch, and then if unless it's on a rock or a stump, if it's on a branch and it's moving a little bit, anything above 16, unless you're pretty quick to give it a significant pull before all of your line is out and stretching, you could be in a situation where either your rod is at risk or you're doing something stupid. I, I have done it many, many times. You're doing something stupid to try to salvage the the fly or the line when um, the 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 easy answer is you should have just been fishing 16 pounds instead of 20 or 25. Uh, I tend to fish 20 on my own just because if I know something's in a bad place, I'll I'll give it a big pull, you know, before all of my fly line is out and that all that fly line out it's just more stretch and, and it dampens what your pole actually does um so I, I like the you know the the short 30 to, to 16 I, I go 30 
so that you can turn over big flies and um going you know a foot of 30 and a, a foot of 20 especially if you're waiting certainly not a bad idea um going down and and this is where i mean uh, uh, i have to shut up at some point but going down in and tip it um or, or leader going from you know 16 to to the 12 pound Cortland fluorocarbon supreme is awesome um i i really don't see a need to go beyond that but when you reduce the mass of the terminal end of your leader you have instead of a stick let's say you're fishing 50 pound fluoro a stick attached to a fly 50 pound fluoro with a clinch knot straight to a fly is going to make it look like you are are you know poking a fly around with the end of your rod tip there's no movement so opposite end of the spectrum um or you know the happy medium would be going down to a loop knot off of 12 pound fluoro well there's a lot of wiggle there and it's still plenty strong to to get in big fish um you you, you can break 12 pretty easily on on sticks and and things of that nature so um that that 16 is a pretty happy place and then um as you go from uh, 16 to 12 you do need to extend it a little bit because that that's sort of 30 to 20 or 30 to 16 over the course of two or three feet is a short um very highly tapered you know going from 30 to 20 just over the course of a couple feet um even though it doesn't seem like it but it it turns over flies very quickly and it turns over large flies quickly and what it's doing is transferring the energy of that that massive um fly line moving at high speed and so you need something you need a stiff butt to do that and then you know it needs to you don't need to be too delicate with your presentations um but again as you're going from 20 down to 16 down to 12 that unrolling process will start to take place a little more and you should be extending to something more like four to five feet. I'm going to stop. <laughs> I was getting ready to say, I just taken the safety off the dart gun. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I've given you permission to put me down. <laughs> well, you know, folks, we love questions at the articulate fly. You can email them to us. You can DM us on social media, whatever's easiest for you. And if we use your question, I will send you some articulate fly swag and we're going to enter a drawing for two days of fishing with Ellis and one night at the Tauga river lodge. And, uh, Ellis, before I, uh, let you go to kind of sleep off your streamer line leader, uh, question intoxication. You want to let folks know where they can find you so they can book in fish with you. Yeah. Uh, website is ellisworldfishing.com. Um, Instagram is Ellis Ward Guides and YouTube is Ellis Ward Fishing. Best way to get a hold of me, um, ask questions, design your trip. I, I do want to remind everyone that that's um, that level of detail is absolutely not required and, and something I don't normally get into. Um, beginners are more than encouraged. Um, I, I love teaching. But best way to contact me, ask questions, design your trip, or ask questions about your own fishing is my cell phone at 513-543-0019. 
Yeah, well, there you go. Well, listen, folks, you owe it to yourself over this long holiday weekend to get out there and catch a few. Tight lines, everybody. Tight lines, Ellis. Appreciate it, Mark.